welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello everyone, welcome. Welcome to another magical evening. Hello, my pretties. Thank you for joining us. Another episode of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Hope you've got your snacks available tonight. I recommend uh, snacking on a lightly roasted child. Since we're talking about magic, perhaps some crows in a pie or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what witches eat. Grab a drink too from the cauldron. Help yourself. What's mine is yours. Skull. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I am Boogie Bumper, your host, hopefully for the next hour or so. We'll see how we go. Uh, We might go a little bit overtime tonight because there is so much fun to be had, so many tears to taste. I hope you had a lovely night. I certainly did. Uh, In the aftermath of what happened yesterday, the the, the nuclear weapon style shitstorm that was created yesterday by the good people at Project Veritas, uh, the news media has not disappointed following up that tremendous effort with even more tremendous efforts from CNN. We're going to review them, we're going to go over them, and we're going to have a gay old time whilst we do it. Of course, I'm talking about the uh, the outrage and the uproar in the aftermath of a meme. Yes, a meme. You remember once upon a time, the news would have looked at pictures and little internet videos being shared around and thought, this isn't something that we need to waste the audience's time on. This isn't of particular importance. We don't need to talk about this. Well, times have changed. The times, they are changing. Because now, not only do they report on the memes and the little internet videos that get shared around, why, they make it the headline story. (laughs) And they cry. They cry on air because of the memes and the little internet videos. So we're going to go over that tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you would like to cry at my meme, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we get into the main topic of today, uh, somebody in the chat just mentioned Boogie has a lot of female followers. Now, that's that's not up to me. That's not me. I, I haven't done that. It's nothing to do with me. I don't know what you girls talk about when you get alone there. Um, but I, I do. I like it because it's a nice antidote for anybody who would like to accuse me of toxic masculinity. Because you see, those who are accused of toxic masculinity or possessing some kind of toxic element to their masculinity, uh, their audience in the content creation space is often referred to, oh, well, only men listen to this guy, so therefore it must be toxic masculinity. So I guess I must be a feminist then. (laughs) Oh, oh, cruel twist of fate. It's either I'm a feminist or uh, the lovely young ladies who watch this show appreciate toxic masculinity. I don't think I'm particularly toxic. To be fair, I don't think I'm particularly masculine. 
I mean, I do have a lot of Star Wars posters in this room, which is a kind of a nerdy thing to do, isn't it, really? I mean, nobody wants to lay with somebody wearing a Darth Vader helmet. <laughs> Not the most attractive sight in the world. Being able to recite all the lines to the crappy Star Wars movies that nobody likes doesn't necessarily get you in with the ladies, if you know what I mean. But we're working on that. We're working on that. Maybe I need to just change my target, change my approach. Try some of that Jedi mind shit. That is not the man you're looking for. The man you're looking for is right here. May the force be with you. All right, I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm very tired. It's a long night at work. Mm. Uh, before we get into the main thing, I'm talking about the meme video that everybody is losing their shit over. The meme video that was shared at the American Priority Conference in a side room somewhere. And uh, for those who have been listening to this show for two weeks, you'll remember we spoke to a, a close friend of the show who was engaged in some capacity at the American Priority Conference. And I for, I can't remember his name. I don't think I should mention his name. And I probably shouldn't even mention that he was even in the same town at the time when this video was being shown. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so we're going to do a little bit of follow-up there. Before we get into that, though, whilst I was doing my usual peruse around the various... Uh, YouTube channels that I like to peruse, mainly corporate press, looking for material, looking for fun, looking for things to comment on. I found, I came across this one. So in the interest of um, keeping on, keeping up with the tradition, that being upsetting at least 80% of my audience whenever I get an opportunity to, I'm afraid, ladies, you're not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> You may have you may have shoveled praise on me too quickly, too soon, too hastily, because I'm I might have to give uh, the ladies a little bit of a slap on this particular video. And here's the thing: if if you think that this little trio, this little troop of female voters, if you think that any dispersions or any comments that I make about this group, if you feel like it doesn't apply to you, then don't get offended. If you feel like it applies to you, then by all means, you're, you're more than welcome to get offended on their behalf. But if you don't feel like that these women represent you and your views and the kind of woman you is, then don't get offended when I say shit about them. I think that's a pretty fair rule, all right? So uh, the video is entitled, These Ohio Women Were Shocked by Trump's Win and They Say Things Are Changing. Things are changing in the great state of Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. The Buckeyes, they've had enough. They've had enough of Trump's toxic masculinity. They're taking matters into their own hands as only women can. That being by creating a little three-woman trio to sit around, drink coffee, eat cake, and talk about how much they love the Democrats. <laughs> Let's have a look. As Democratic presidential candidates descend on Ohio for their next debate tomorrow night, all eyes are on the state. But will they be a year from now? Why would you abdicate Ohio so quickly to Donald Trump? Why would Nan you? Nan Whaley is the Democratic mayor of Dayton. She says voters should hold President Trump accountable for his trade policy, ah. promises to restore manufacturing jobs, right. and so far not acting on guns. Oh. A key issue here after a match. People in Ohio should hold President Trump accountable for not acting on guns. Um, I'm not an expert on the, on the great state of Ohio by any stretch of the imagination, but if I'm not mistaken, there is a fair few guns in Ohio. Would that be a fair comment to make? 
I think there are a fair few gun enthusiasts in Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Now, a lot of those gun enthusiasts may not be legal firearm owners. That's the difference, right? A lot of those gun enthusiasts may be in various parts of uh, Cleveland, for example. They may they may appreciate the sport of shooting with live targets and not stationary ones, but there are a lot of guns in Ohio. I think that's a fair thing to say. Shooting killed nine people and injured 27. I almost feel like Hillary's loss awakened a group of uh, people that were... Akron would be another place. A lot of guns in Akron. ...not interested or willing to do the work of politics that are now completely fixated because they know what's at stake here in 2020. Doing the work of She's politics. talking about women like Stephanie Pizer, Tiffany Roberts, and Lisa Ludwig. <laughs> Three white women from the suburbs, ladies and gentlemen. I present to you the stereotypical Democrat Midwestern voter. Three, pre- it's a very nice house they've got there. It's a very nice house, very clean, very well kept. Three privileged white women from the Midwest are going to take down Donald Trump. Shell-shocked by Trump's victory, they formed a group in the Columbus suburbs called Positively Blue. Let's, let's face it, it's a gang. They started a gang. These unruly outlaw women started a, a politics gang in the suburbs called Positively Blue. You know, the Crips used to wear blue. Do you know that? The deadly gang from uh, LA, the Crips, used to wear blue. Just saying. Very dangerous ladies. This neighborhood tends to be a little bit more Republican. And that was kind of the reason that we started Positively Blue, because we didn't have anybody to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) And now I have two friends. You know, this suburb tends to lean Republican, and that's part of the reason why I started this little Democrat club, is so I could invite people over for coffee and cake and we'd have something to talk about. <laughs> I'd have, now I have two friends in my kitchen. Before this, nobody wanted to talk to me. They're all Republicans. They don't like me. But now, now I get to have coffee with two friends and we get to talk about politics. Motivated by a sense of obligation, and perhaps feelings of guilt. (laughs) Yes. Yes. White female guilt, ladies and gentlemen. I became a Democrat because I feel guilty. (laughs) Isn't it funny? Some people are motivated by a deep sense of guilt that Donald Trump was elected uh, president. I think a lot of people voted for uh, Donald Trump because they were sick of being told that they need to feel guilty. <laughs> these women, these chicks went the other way. They haven't had enough feeling guilty yet. They need to feel more guilt. This is our fault. It's all our fault. How could we do this? We should have been motivated enough in politics to get together and have coffee and cake in the suburbs before Donald Trump was elected. Ah, oh, now I feel so guilty about it. It's all our fault, girls. We need to do things. We need to do things in politics so we don't feel as guilty anymore. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like the mating call of the the of the plus 50 white liberal woman in the Midwest. They all feel guilty 
about something. The refugees, the poor people, all the minorities. It's not their fault, you know. What about the immigrants? Oh, don't forget the immigrants. And the poor? Oh, yes, the poor. What about the climate? Oh, my God, we're ruining the earth every single day. It's awful. What about Donald Trump? Oh, how could you? I guess we better start a gang. I wish I would have been more involved prior to the 2016 election. <laughs> Truthfully, I didn't think that that would be the outcome. You didn't think Trump could win? Never. <laughs> I like to think I'm pretty in tune, but I... Yeah. <laughs> I never thought that Donald Trump would win. Never. I like to think I'm pretty in tune. I wish I had have paid more attention to politics before 2016. But I'm a, I'm a smart liberal woman. Now, now I'm on the case. Now I'm on the beat. Now I'm going to turn, turn this fucking ship around. You'll see. You'll see. I'll show everyone. Me and my girlfriends here. We're taking this suburb back for the blue. Positively blue. I never saw it coming. Winning Ohio will be no small task for Democrats. See, the, the other, the, if we can take a step back for a moment, why do you think that uh, stories like this are now showing, uh, showing on CNN? It's, it's, like a, it's like a double-sided thing. So on the one hand, CNN is going to dedicate all of their opinion shows and their political panel shows and all of their top-tier stuff, which happens to be like fourth or fifth tier when compared with all the other channels, but putting that to one side. They're going to put all of their top tier stuff, as we saw from the Project Veritas videos, 100% focused on impeachment all the time, right? It's all about impeachment, the corruption, the Ukraine, oh, the Russia, the collusion, the tax evasion. Oh, it's just, he's just a corrupt monster. But then what they're going to do is splice in these little three minute hits and the little three minute hits, because this is like the third one now that I've played on this show. We played one of them on Trust and Verify, right? The one that we played on Trust and Verify, I think, was Minnesota. And it was showing uh, local people in Minnesota turning to the Republican Party. Well, this state is blue, but uh, the Republicans are surprisingly getting more popular. And the whole point of that is to make the Democrat voters who are watching these programs, like, snap out of it and wake up and go, shit, we need to get out and vote. We need to mobilize, right? So this is another one of those cases because look at the Chiron here. Once a toss-up, Dems fear Ohio leaning Republican. So on the one hand, you're getting told that Donald Trump is corrupt. He's a monster. He needs to be impeached. He's awful. He's a criminal. And then on the other hand, they're going into all of these little sort of 50-50 areas, all of these little toss-up areas, and then putting the message out, if you don't do something, the Republicans, Donald Trump will win again. Do you see the little subconscious little stroking that's going on here? Well, I never thought that Donald Trump would win. We were motivated to get into politics because Donald Trump has to be stopped. You know, once upon a time, uh, Ohio was a toss-up state, but I'm really worried that the Republicans are going to win it. Oh my God, Janice, that's awful. Can we do something? Yes, we can. We can get together and start talking about how we need to vote Democrat. Yeah. Get the CNN cameras out there. See how this works. It's always the one-two punch. While Barack Obama carried the state twice, Trump's eight-point victory over Hillary Clinton showed how deeply red Ohio can be. But the suburbs are changing. 
Here in Westerville, Mitt Romney beat Obama 53 to 45 percent in 2012. But four years later, Clinton won 50 to 45, despite losing the state. There are areas of this state that only six and eight and ten years ago were reliably Republican. Big population centers that are now blue. And that makes the starting point of the 20 election a lot closer from the get-go. Uh, state Democratic Chairman David Pepper said the vote, party guys. should select a nominee who appeals to a broad cross-section of voters. The Trump re-election campaign and the Ohio Republican Party have been hard at work all year, investing heavily to avoid that. They're branding all Democratic candidates as too radical for Ohio. Those messages don't really resonate in Ohio, and I don't think suburban voters are going to buy it. <laughs> I love to. It's The inference is always made that it's always some kind of attack. They're branding the Democratic candidates as too radical. No, no, they're branding themselves as too radical. All the Republicans have to do is point at them and go, look, did you hear that? Did you see that? Did you hear the shit that came out of that guy's mouth? Julian Castro gets up on a, on a national debate stage, which is seen around the world, and says we need to give free abortions to trans women or trans men. We need to give free abortions to trans folks. People born with penises deserve free abortions. And then the CNN has the audacity to come out and say, the Republicans are branding him as a radical. <laughs> oh, yes, it's a very difficult branding job. Very difficult marketing push on that one. All you got to do is just put the quote out there. That's enough. Put his face next to it. Hey, I'm Julian. I think trans men should get abortions. Well, ain't that funny? Isn't that a radical proposal? Ah, the conservatives are labeling them a radical. <laughs> yes, good label. But around kitchen tables like this, kitchen tables. at least one thing has changed from 2016. What's that? The Trump presidency is motivating Democrats. <laughs> I've talked to people who admitted they voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and yep. will not be doing so next time. Wow. So, and they've always voted Republican. Do you think that they're making a mistake by underestimating what is happening in your kitchen and in kitchens across Ohio? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The three of us will show them. The one in the middle didn't even get a line. Did you notice that? Somebody on the editing floor said, no, we don't need any quotes from her. She's horrible. Just stick with the two blondes on the outside. Don't focus on the one in the middle. She's got nothing intelligent to say. The kitchens of Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, bringing to, an bringing to an end the reign of a dangerous autocrat a.k.a. Donald Trump. So let's get into our main story here. The meme. Apparently there was a meme shown at the American Priority Conference over the weekend in at Trump Doral in Florida. And this meme was shown in a little side room somewhere. Uh, they had a few monitors showing all different memes and stuff that people could walk in and take a look. Somebody saw a meme playing on a screen, decided to grab that footage and send it to the New York Times. Uh, if you're a long-time listener of this show, you'll know that when it comes to matters of freedom of expression and particularly freedom in art and, you know, the creative arts and stuff, I'm pretty much as absolute as it gets. Um, I'm not saying that everybody else needs to be, but I'm not easily offended. So whatever your taste in art, I'm like, okay, just go for it, man. It's all, it's all good. If I don't want to look at it, I won't. 
I won't take it too seriously. But the good people at the New York Times decided that this was not the appropriate route to take. Instead, they proved yet again that meme magic is real in that a three-minute video can be enough to send the entirety of the corporate media complex into a conniption fit, which would have them swallowing their tongues, crying rivers of tears, and generally ending up in the fetal position on the corner in the floor, thus proving everything that people say about the corporate press, that they go way over the top when they shouldn't, (laughs) that they're crazy, that they're unhinged, that they're detached, and maybe a little bit insane. Have a look at some of the writing in this first article. I've got a whole bunch of stuff for you. Or should do you, do you want to should we do the article first or should we watch the video first? Okay, for those who haven't seen the meme, I'll play the meme. I'm not going to play all of it because it is three minutes long. But basically, what they did is it's standard meme stuff. So they took a scene from a movie called The Kingsman, which I've seen it. It's like eh, eh. It's kind of like a low. It's a low IQ action movie that tries to be a comedy sometimes. It's okay. It's watchable. It's a good It's a good enough way to kill an hour and a half, you know what I mean? But it's not going in any Hall of Fame or anything like that. It's an eh movie. It's, it's not, not memorable by any stretch of the imagination. Now, now, because the CNN and the New York Times and other publications have made such a big deal out of it, now it's going to be memorable. <laughs> It'll be remembered as the Donald Trump meme movie. So I'll, I'll play a little bit of the meme and you can, say, you can tell me what you think. Did you see that? They have taken it down. Wow. That's a copyright claim. How about that? Huh? Look at that. They've taken it down. (laughs) I had it there ready to go. It started playing. And then next thing you know, gone. Meme magic. So now, do you see what happens now? See, now I can't show you the meme, right? So anybody who hasn't seen it, now they're just going to say, now all of your attention has to be driven towards the corporate reporting of it, the corporate media depiction of what happened. So you can't actually see it for yourself now and, and draw your own conclusions and decide for yourself if it actually is as bad as the people are saying. No, now you just have to take their word for it, right? Isn't it sinister? There should be no copyright infringement because they've changed it, right? It's fair use. They've altered the video to make it into something else. So it comes under fair use. But, you know, these these rules seem to be um, attributed arbitrarily from time to time. So there it is. They've taken the video down. So basically, a scene from The Kingsman, um, standard meme 101 stuff. So they put Donald Trump's head on a guy who goes on a killing spree in a church. But there's little things that they're misrepresenting in the reporting of this stuff. So number one is um, they're saying that Donald Trump is killing all of his rivals as they try to flee. That's not true. What happens in the movie is they get played like a tune on a uh, on a, a free phone that they get from this billionaire guy, and the tune sets off something in people's brains that turns them into homicidal maniacs, and they try to kill each other. 
So, like, already they're misrepresenting what takes place in the scene. Isn't it funny, though, that you can see the actual scene and that's fine. That's not violent. That's not awful or anything. But when you put Donald Trump's head on the people and replace people's, replace the other characters in the scene with little symbols like CNN or The Hill or MSNBC, because that's all they did was put like the logos of the companies on the heads of the people. Now, all of a sudden, it's a dangerous thing. Now, all of a sudden, you can't see it. Now, all of a sudden, off with his head, so to speak. So now you, you're not allowed to see the video for yourself. You just have to take the corporate media's word for it. So allow me, allow me then to show you some of the corporate media reporting of it. From the New York Times, this was the first one. This was the first article. Macabre video of fake Trump shooting media and critics is shown at his resort. <laughs> macabre. It's macabre. The term macabre used to be reserved for things like satanic ritual depictions, you know, depictions of like bestiality, for example, like really, really, really gutter stuff. Not just a movie scene where somebody has replaced people's heads with logos of various media companies, but now that's macabre, right? And I love the fact that they say fake Trump shooting media. Why is that important? Look at this first look at this first paragraph here. A video depicting a macabre scene of a fake President Trump shooting, stabbing, and brutally assaulting members of the news media and his political opponents was shown at a conference for his supporters at his Miami resort last week. Now, fake Trump, that's one way of writing it. But I would have said a a video depicting Donald Trump. But why can't you put, if if you've got an agenda and if you're always on the attack, why wouldn't you write a, a video depicting President Trump doing X? Because it's really good to put fake next to Trump, isn't it? They want you to, Donald Trump is the illegitimate president, right? He's the fake president. He talks about fake news a lot. So instead of saying a video depicting Trump, they say a video of fake Trump. Fake Trump. (laughs) Because he's fake. So that's already the first little massage of language that they're very surreptitiously trying to impart on you, the reading audience. But it gets even better. A scene of a fake President Trump shooting, stabbing, and brutally assaulting members of the news media. So why is it that the depiction of Donald Trump is a fake Trump, but they don't say fake members of news media? No, it's the real media, you see. See how even in one sentence they can manipulate it so much. A fake Donald Trump is killing members of the media. If anything, the members of the media was more fake than the president was because the members of the media were literally represented by logos on bodies. They didn't even have faces. It was the CNN logo on top of somebody's shoulders. Oh, no. The killing of the news media part, that's real. But the president part, that's fake. (laughs) It's so sneaky. It's so snarky. And it's just one of those very subtle little manipulations that you can squeeze in to your writing. Uh, let's look at some of the reporting of this, shall we? It even got on local local reporting, local news stations were covering this. Check it out. A disturbing meme video of a fake President Trump shooting, assaulting and stabbing members of the media and this his is, critics see? was shown to pro-Trump. <laughs> see? 
it's a fake President Trump shooting, assaulting, and stabbing members of the news media. But th- those depictions aren't fake. No, that's real and dangerous, you see. A conference last week. The New York Times reported on the video shown at the three-day conference of the group American Priority held at Mr. Trump's Miami resort. CNN cannot independently verify the video and has chosen not to show it so as not to further amplify it. One part of the ultraviolent video shows a fake Trump's ultra-violent. head edited onto the body of a man opening fire in what's labelled the church of fake news. <laughs> They take a long time to actually tell you that it's from a movie already. Right? They they make out for the first 80% of their reporting that this was just some kind of invented scene. They don't go out of their way to explain to you that somebody just stuck very, you know, in a very kind of obvious fashion, just stuck logos of news companies on the faces of the characters in the scene that it was actually lifted from another movie and just re, re, reworked. If you were watching this in a vacuum and you had no idea of what the what the clip actually was, you would think that somebody did it, like somebody drew it, somebody animated it, somebody acted it out. And again, it's the fake, it's the fake Donald Trump killing the real members of the media. CNN has released a statement saying, sadly, this is not the first time that... (laughs) Now, CNN, CNN, after the day they had yesterday, gets on their high horse. Supporters of the president have promoted violence against the media in a video they apparently find... (laughs) Indie voter in the chat says, racist liar-in-chief got caught sending out a racist video. Surprise, surprise. So it's racist? You haven't seen it, have you? (laughs) You haven't seen it. You don't care. You don't even care, do you? You don't even care that you haven't seen it. You you just couldn't wait to jump in. Tell everybody, well, it's about time they banned that racist video. Are you are you talking about the one from the Kingsman? Yes. It was racist, wasn't it? Is that a safe isn't everything racist? I'm sure it's racist, right? <laughs> you haven't seen it. Good job. Thanks. Welcome aboard. You're welcome back anytime. Find entertaining, oh. but it is it is by far and away the worst. The images depicted are vile and horrific. Like what like what a stereotypical reaction. The racist video. Because <laughs> it's it's just programmed now. It must have been racist. Everything is racist. Terrific. <laughs> the president and his family, the White House and the Trump campaign needed to announce it immediately in the strongest possible terms. Anything less equates to a tacit endorsement of violence and should not be tolerated by anyone. Anyone. Nobody can tolerate it. Anything less equates to a tacit endorsement of violence. The Trump campaign needs to denounce it immediately. Denounce denounce the meme. We've talked about this, like, demanding of apology stuff. There, there is no real concern. There is no real offence here. And it's very easy to bring up, like, all of the lazy examples, you know, the, the, the obvious examples. So you've got Kathy Griffin, you've got Snoop shooting President Trump in the head in a film clip. You've got Marilyn Manson in a film clip beheading Donald Trump in his uh, decapitated head in a pool of blood. You've got the 
the play in the New York park where they're stabbing Donald Trump to death. There's no offense there because it's just art, right? Come on, guys, settle down. <laughs> Stop being such a snowflake, am I right? Huh? Huh? Settle down, it's just art. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Some video clips? <laughs> so there's no real offense here. The the demanding of apologies is always it's a power play. It's to say to the other person, I have the ability to demand the apology from you to get you to denounce yourself. Denounce your own speech. I want to isolate you from other people. And if if the big thing about Donald Trump that his detractors say is that he doesn't apologize, then getting an apology out of him is like striking gold, right? It's like finding the pot at the end of the rainbow. So it's always he needs to apologize for everything. And of course, he shouldn't denounce anything. There's nothing to denounce. It's a meme. It's art. And since when do we want to, you know, since when do we want to attribute unfair responsibility to art? Because now, ladies and gentlemen, they are now, they now have the audacity to say this meme, which nobody would have seen unless they got the story out there first, right? That's the other thing too. This would have been seen by about a thousand, maybe not even the whole people, that the whole bunch of people who went to the conference in the first place. It would have been seen by a handful of people in a room at a conference. But they've amplified it. And the reason that they've amplified it is not to say that nobody should talk about it and nobody should see it. The reason that they amplify it is to create the outrage, to then demand the apology, to demand the denouncement. Because then you can set a precedent. Because any meme that comes out after that is fair game. Anything that comes out after that they can say this is unacceptable, this is inappropriate. And whilst, you know, it's so obvious, the the whole list of things that go the other way are just completely fine. Nobody needs to apologize for anything. And I don't think they should either. Because I apply it equally, right? So this is CNN yesterday. The New York Times obtained a disturbing and extremely violent video. Disturbing and extremely violent. Remember, it was a clip from a movie that came out about four years ago. Disturbing and extremely violent. These people are now turning into the Puritans. They are turning into the kinds of people who wring their hands and suck on their hankies and wet their beds and get really afraid about dis- extreme violence in movies. Disturbing violence. Oh, it's awful. Oh, it's awful. They have become the church ladies of the 1950s who would tut-tut when people do dangerous art <laughs> it's really they are they are really going be above and beyond they are trying to become so uncool that nobody would ever pay attention to them and of course they're creating the streisand effect nobody look at this thing nobody look at it it's awful it's terrible i mean we've got a guy in here who hasn't even seen it he doesn't even know what it's about <laughs> he's like well it's good i'm glad that they banned that thing that i'm not allowed to watch Thank you. Thank you, CNN, for determining for me. Thank you for telling me what things I can see and which things I must not see. Why, there's, why did you hear? There's a dangerous video going around on the internet. I'm glad that they snuffed that out. I would have hate to have seen it. Thank you for protecting me. I need that. <laughs> hey, everybody. 
What do we want to ban things? When do we want it? Whenever you say. Whose streets? Your streets. I mean, you decide. It's not really up to us. I don't know. I don't really think about it myself. It's just whatever you, th- whatever you think is okay. That'll be fine. These are, these are the responsible people amongst us. Shown at a conference by a pro-Trump group at President Trump's Miami Golf Resort last week. That shows a fake President Trump's head edited onto the body of a man opening fire in a, quote, church of fake news shooting, <laughs> insulting and stabbing critics and the media. See, see, again, fake Trump, but the media, the media, which was, again, represented by a logo on somebody's body. Oh, that's that's real. It was a fake Trump killing the real media. <laughs> it's shameless. It's shameless and shallow and so obviously bullshit. And, like, I, I don't even know why they're trying so hard. Everybody laughs at this stuff now. You are not convincing anybody of anything. You are only confirming the stereotype. See, now you're trapped in a cycle of the meme. The meme has a life of its own now. Because your efforts to disprove the stereotype confirm the stereotype, right? Right? So you're confirming the stereotype that you are out of touch and unable to deal with things, that you are emotionally unstable. Now, that that's fair or unfair. That's for other people to decide. But that's the stereotype that is depicted in a lot of these memes, right? That you're snowflakes, that you can't handle it, that there's things that offend you. And when things offend you, you need to ban it for everybody else. And you need to say how awful it, you need to act like it's the end of the world, you know, like go way over the top about a three minute video on the internet. You know what I mean? Now I'm not saying that you are like that, but that's what the meme depicts. And then when you do this on CNN, you are confirming the very stereotype that the meme was depicting in the first place. I know it's very complex stuff. But your actions in order to get the meme out of the sphere of influence, your actions in trying to push the meme under the rug, confirm the very thing that the meme was pointing out in the first place. Which just makes more people sit there and go, ha, 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 these guys are idiots. <laughs> they're, they're doing the thing that they, we thought they were going to do all the time. They're doing it again. And you become predictable like with metronomic accuracy. You become predictable like sunrise. And that's Brian Stelters here with more. Brian, tell us. This is a disturbing example of the so-called meme wars. These kind of- <laughs> Brian, Brian looking very serious here. <laughs> this is important, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very important breaking announcement. I am Brian Stelter. Somebody is doing a meme. <laughs> well, there was a most there was a most violent and awful depiction of art out there floating around on the internet. A horrible piece of art. You know how we don't like art now? Yes. Yes, art is very dangerous and bad. Art is art is something that we need to regulate. We thought we'd bring in our expert Brian Stelter to talk about the art. <gasps> well, I tell you, this is even more dangerous than I thought, Tom. This this piece of three minute this three minutes of art is literally killing everybody. 
Let's let's give Bri Bri a fair go. You never know. Tell us. This is a disturbing example of the so-called disturbing. meme wars. These kinds of videos, in this case, disturbing example of the so-called meme wars. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's seen a, seen a meme is not taking advice on memes from Brian Stelter. You know, I was researching this thing called a meme earlier, and it turns out there's a meme war going on. Some kind of underground thing where internet trolls try to best each other on Twitter. And there are a lot of casualties in this meme war, this so-called meme war <laughs> that the kids are doing. You know, back in my day, we didn't even have memes. We used to just post our political posters up on uh, telegraph poles and on our shop windows. And, you know, this was, the, this was the most effective way to get through to the young people at the time, or as, as they were called back then, the youth. So the youth of today have been engaging in this thing called a meme war. And it turns out that this is very violent, very dangerous, and we should do everything we can to expunge this kind of behavior from social society. It's not the kind of thing I certainly don't want my grandchildren engaging in any kind of memeing. Hopefully it's not the kind of thing that they learn at school. I would hate for the schools to be teaching this sort of rubbish. This is very dangerous indeed. Pro-Trump videos all over YouTube. This particular video was created more than a year ago, uh, but became very notable. But we just decided to get angry today. We decided to get angry about this thing that was a year old because somebody played it to a room of about two dozen people down in Florida at some point. And we know Sarah Sanders was there and Donald Trump Jr. was there and you were there and you were there. It was created a year ago, but today it's a fucking problem. Last week when it was shown at this right-wing conference in right Florida, wing conference. we know Donald Trump Jr. was there, we know that <laughs> Sarah Huggie Sanders was there. They say they didn't see the video, but others did. I, I told you, they are predictable as sunrise. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. was there, Sarah Sanders was there, got to spit out those names, got to drop those names, you big lovey. <laughs> Who else was there, Brian? It is disturbing, as you said. Disturbing. It is something filled with violence. It's a- It's disturbing. It's disturbing. This is the thing. Was the original movie disturbing? Where was the outrage when the movie came out? Because again, for those who haven't seen it, now that it's been taken off YouTube, for those who haven't seen it, it was just logos stuck on the characters from a movie. Was the movie disturbing? Why is the movie okay, but this is not? Why is one thing disturbing, but this is not? You know, I'm a big fan of the arts. I appreciate the arts. I love going to the movies. I don't have a problem with Christians being slaughtered in a church being depicted in Hollywood, but let me tell you something right now. If you stick a CNN logo on one of the heads of those Christians getting their throat slit by a madman in a church, we're going to have issues. We're going to have problems. Wasn't That's a great pause there too. Brian, Brian Stelter is the, the man when it comes to freeze-framing. You literally can't pause on any scene any time and not get a perfect pause. You know what I mean? He was he was born for the pause. Parody of a movie called The Kingsman, uh, where it has a President Trump's face uh, digitally superimposed on top of the actual. <laughs> this is the way they describe it too, they, because they've said, "Well, we're not showing it. It's just too disgusting and too awful. It's too it's too ultra violent to show here." If we show it here, then many in our audience might turn into homicidal maniacs. We can't have that. We absolutely must not have that. That's how much faith they have in their viewing audience, by the way. 
We better not show it. <laughs> you, they might start killing each other in their lounge rooms. These are very reasonable people, very rational people. The dangerous memes. Actor's face showing him committing horrible acts of violence. And it is something that I think has horrified a lot of people because horrible, horrifying, disturbing, disgusting. All of the qualifiers. It's all of the things, all of the bad things that you can imagine. It's that all of them. The the, the bigger context of what's going on in this country with regards to violence. Ah, so right. let's take a look at, at. No, there's always a bigger context. There's always a bigger context, Brian. See, I want to see now Brian Stelter and the good people at CNN and the kind of people who want to ban memes and demand apologies for them and claim that memes are going to cause violence. I want to see you now picketing down at the movie cinema. You should be down there campaigning to have songs banned off the radio. You should have movies banned from the cinema. You should be trying to ban video games because otherwise you don't really mean it, right? You're not being genuine. And I know you don't care about being genuine because it's about winning and losing. But it just shows how shallow, how shameless this this faux outrage is. And everyone can see it. Everyone's looking at it now and pointing and laughing and going, do you believe these guys? Do you believe these guys? They think memes kill people. How detached. How insane. How disgusting. There's no coming back from this. Once you've put it out there that you think memes are responsible for causing violence in the world, you are forever going to be cast as the class clown. You're you're the town idiot now at this point. Because anything that happens from now on, people will remember you as the person or people who couldn't handle a two-minute video on the internet. Like, that's it for you. So anytime you get outraged from now on, nobody's going to believe it either. That's the other thing too. Nobody's going to care. Oh, my God, that's the most awful thing ever. It's like, who cares what this guy thinks? He cries over a meme. Who cares? These people are unhinged. And then you'll confirm the stereotype that the meme sets out to prove in the first place. You can't handle your shit. The kids don't the kids aren't gonna like that. It's not cool for them. You are you've now gone full circle and you're now acting like your very conservative grandparents in the 1950s who wanted to protect their children from rock and roll music. Right? You're the same. You are the same archetype. You are the uncool, unfun, stodgy people who want to stop people from having fun. That's you now. Whether you like it or not, whether it's whether it's fair or not, whether it's accurate or not. That's that's your that's your cast now. That's your role. What we know about the video, we're obviously not going to be showing it, but it is up there. It's on the internet. It's on YouTube. Uh, CNN released a, a strong statement overnight challenging President Trump to say something about this. Here's part of the statement. <laughs> it, 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 like CNN thinks that they could challenge Trump to say something. <laughs> CNN challenged Donald Trump to do exactly what we told him to do, and he ignored us. Why the hell is Donald Trump ignoring us? Why didn't Donald Trump rush to a podium immediately and apologize to CNN for this meme that somebody else did? 
It's almost like he doesn't care what we think. I don't understand. When did this happen? Maybe we need to be more outraged. Maybe we need to show more fear and anguish and loathing and more gnashing of teeth. Maybe we need to wring our hands more vigorously. Maybe more tears need to be collected. Enter Brooke Baldwin. (laughs) Mr. President, why is it taking you so long to condemn this video? (laughs) I love love the framing as well. Like, he has to condemn it. See, again, if you were being genuine, you would say, uh, President Trump, why haven't you condemned this video? But they can they can't even go one sentence without being genuine. They can't go one sentence with humility. Being a genuine asking with genuine humility, you would say, uh, Mr. Trump, why haven't you condemned this? Or at least do you think you should condemn this? But no, they can't help themselves. They think in spin. Why is it taking so long for you to condemn this video? Why have you been beating your wife all this time? When are you going to stop stealing, right? The same loaded idiotic questions that everybody can see right through that have zero effect. They're stuck in this loop. This loop which confirms the stereotypes which have been created for them. And they can't get out of it. You tweet all the time. All the time. I don't want to hear from your press secretary who no. says you strongly condemn. I don't want to hear from your press secretary. Like yesterday, they were saying, we don't hear enough from the press secretary. <laughs> the video, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from the you. The video I'm referring to is obtained by the New York Times. It is extremely violent. It is so disturbing. And CNN- It's disturbing. <laughs> it's like, haven't you got any real problems? <laughs> If you think this is disturbing, if you think this is like the end of the world, baby, I've got news for you. You ain't seen nothing yet. And has confirmed it was shown at a pro-Trump political conference. In case you have not seen it, it depicts a killing spree (laughs) inside of a church, a scene cut from a 2014 film. Don't mention the film, by the way. But the video has been manipulated and it features a fake Donald Trump. To quote the New York Times, Mr. Trump stops in the middle of the church pulls a gun out of his suit jacket pocket and begins a graphic rampage. (laughs) But it's not Mr. Trump doing it. You understand this. Hello? Hello, is this thing on? You do understand that Mr. Trump is not shooting people, right? I mean, it's like trying to explain a horror movie to a little kid. And when you put them to bed after they've seen the movie and they're all shaking and crying and stuff and they're like, but there's a guy who's coming, you know, there's a guy under my bed who's going to kill us. It's like, sweetie, it's just a movie. It's just a movie, baby. It's okay. Just relax. It's fine. Nobody's going to come and get you. I promise. There's nobody under your bed. There's nobody in your in your wardrobe. No, Mr. Trump was not killing mummy. <laughs> Mr. Trump was not shooting mummy and daddy. He doesn't do that in real life. It was just a video. It's not real. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure, sweetie. Not at the New York Times. Not at CNN. At CNN, it's like, Mr. Trump went on a killing spree. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. It was, a, it was a video. It's not real. What? What? Are you saying, are you, are you trying to tell me that that wasn't real? It looked real to me. I saw the block CNN logo on that guy's head. It looked exactly like Brian Stelter. You can't tell me that that wasn't real. It's like you rub your head and you go, ah. Oh. 
you need to talk to your son because he's right now he's in there thinking that Freddy Krueger is actually going to come and kill him when he sleeps. Mr. Trump was a very dangerous man that day. He was killing members of the press. Maybe they could impeach him for this. Maybe finally, now we've got something that we can impeach Donald Trump on. Finally, it's about bloody time. Comrades, rally to the cause. It's time to get in touch with your elected officials and demand of them that they impeach Donald Trump for murdering members of the press. We have video evidence. We have the video, ladies and gentlemen. A three-minute video clip was circulating on the internet which proved beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump took out a gun and started shooting CNN and MSNBC in the face. It's time we impeach this murderous bastard. Sure, Russia didn't work out the way we wanted. Sure, the Ukraine thing isn't going to go anywhere. But we can finally, we've got him. We've got him, guys. We finally nabbed him. Video evidence of Donald Trump, the murderer. As the prisoners try to flee, the president fires at them. He shoots Black Lives Matter in the head. (laughs) See, that's a lie too. As the parishioners try to flee. I pointed out at the start of this show. No, no, no. The parishioners aren't fleeing. If you've seen the movie, I'll assume most people in the audience have seen the movie. I know at least one person in the audience hasn't even seen the clip that we're referring to, that Brooke is referring to here. So I'm sorry, you're out of the loop, comrade. But to anybody else, the parishioners aren't trying to flee. It's a room full of people all trying to kill each other. But again, they can't help themselves. They have to manipulate it. They have to be the victim. CNN was trying to run away. Donald Trump was murdering everybody and CNN was running for their life. And Donald Trump shot them. It was awful. It was a killing spree. All the innocent media people were trying to run away. Like he actually gets stabbed by somebody in the media in that clip too. You won't, you won't hear them mention that. He gets stabbed in the back by somebody. <laughs> and then he turns around and kills them. No, the, the guy stabbed him in the back because he was running away. Because he was scared. Because Donald Trump's a big meanie trying to kill everybody. I saw the video. It's real. And he also shoots Vice News. And the clip ends with Mr. Trump putting a stake into the head of a person with a CNN logo for a face. And yes, he kills members of the press in this video. And yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't, sweetie. <laughs> Brooke, it's, guess what? You can rest easy. It's not even him. What? <laughs> how mad are these people? Yet yeah, look how look how terrified she looks like. Oh, yes, he kills members of the press in this video. He's killing people. Don't you understand? <laughs> it's sad. I don't even, I, I can't even, I don't even know how many laughs I've got left in me. This is sad. It's sad. It's like a special child, you know, who gets scared at thunder. It's, it's a, like, I want to pat her on the head and go, it's okay, Brooke. It's okay. The president isn't coming to kill you. It's fine. It wasn't really the president. He wasn't, he wasn't killing anybody. Are you, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure, Brooke. It's fine. Now, would you like a glass of milk? Mm-hmm. Would you like a cookie? Yes. Okay. Okay. Get you a nice glass of milk and a cookie. Just remember, the video didn't really happen. It's not real. It's fine. 
Okay. Okay. Thank you. Members of the press in this video, and yes, how could I not take it personally? But there is. <laughs> I would say, how can you take it personally? Like, there was no mention. I'm sorry to say this. You might have a very, you know, uh, inflated, you know, sense of yourself, but there was no mention of Brooke Baldwin in this on this clip. Nobody mentioned you. It's not all about you, Brooke. How can I not take this meme where Donald Trump uh, slays a logo of CNN? How can I not take that personally? Uh, are you CNN? Are you the all of CNN? Like, I know, you know, there is another stereotype out there that says that uh, women may tend to get a little emotional and take things personally a little more than men might, but this is a little too far. You're going a little too far with that stereotype, Brooke. You're, doing, you're making it a little too easy for us. It's not all about you, sweetie. So much more to this. In this video, the fake so president also attacks Barack Obama, Mitt Romney. See, they do it again. See, I always say once you see it, you can't unsee it. So the fake president attacks Barack Obama. But why is it a fake president? Why is Donald Trump fake, but Barack Obama, that's real? Do you see? They can't help themselves. Because we love putting fake in front of president. So the fake president in the video literally kills the media, literally slays Barack Obama. The fake president shot Mitt Romney in the face. <laughs> this is geared toward very low IQ individuals. This is geared towards the kind of people who scream at clouds, I'm sorry to say. Like if you're watching this and you're getting revved up about it, if you're getting you're getting angry, you're getting upset. Monica, thanks for joining us. If you're watching this and you're in genuinely watching this kind of CNN clip and you're getting upset and angry and scared and offended for a clip you probably haven't seen, and you're like, yes, fake Trump was killing Barack Obama. He was slaughtering the members of the press. You are, you are the target audience. You are the target demographic. You are a low IQ reactionary individual. The type of person who screams at clouds. You are not the enlightened. You are not the intelligent. You are the, you are the drooling, knuckle-dragging masses who, when presented with a boogeyman, won't question the existence of it, will merely start screaming because you don't understand it. That's you. This whole show, this whole performance here on CNN, this whole outrage cycle, it's made for you, tailor-made for you. Don't you feel special? That so many people are spending so much time and money trying to figure out how to be stupid enough to make you believe things. Hillary Clinton in the neck and pistol whips the late John McCain. <laughs> this video was played at Trump Doral in Miami, as in the president's own property held by pro-Trump group American Priority. Oh, dear. Scheduled to speak at this event where this video was who played, was there? Tell us former who was White there. House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders and the president's own son, Donald oh. Trump Jr., both oh, his who own, denied seeing it. Even his own son was there. The, the murderer's own son was on the site when this video was being played. The real murder. 
Sanders told the Times, quote, I wasn't aware of any video, nor do I support violence of any kind against anyone. The Trump campaign says it was not produced by them. Uh, the organizer of the American Priority Conference said that in a statement, quote, this video was not approved, seen or sanctioned by the festival's organizers, that the video, quote, was shown in a side room. The group also said they reject all political violence. <laughs> Now, we see a lot of videos, a lot of memes, a lot of satire. Yep. And I know that this is the YouTube, the Twitter generation. Okay. <laughs> there's something called a meme war. I know that there's this YouTube generation, this, this, this meme generation, this Twitter generation out there somewhere. But this is different. Look, I know there's a lot of memes flying out there and I, I know that there's a lot of Twitter videos making fun of people. I know that, uh, like, let's go, let's go through the whole list again. I know Snoop Dogg shot Donald Trump in the head. I know a troop of actors in New York stabbed the president to death. I know Marilyn Manson beheaded the president and watched his decapitated head be filled with a, you know, a room full of blood. I know that uh, Kathy Griffin decapitated the president. But this is different. <laughs> Because this time it's got CNN on there. And this time the fake president was literally really killing people in the press. It's different. It's different because it's about me. <laughs> so different. It's different this time because I say so. Uh, speaking of difference, I pulled this up. This is from a couple of years ago on uh, Late Night with uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Steve Miller, ladies and gentlemen, because I thought... I could play all of the obvious ones that I just mentioned, but here's a little less obvious one. You have people who have no right to vote this in this is country, funny. registered to vote. Can't I, f I think this is funny, but hey, maybe maybe I'm just not understanding how dangerous it is to depict people in memes in places where they otherwise wouldn't be, right? Maybe I don't understand how dangerous it is to show people in other settings through the art of meme. Canceling out the Watched franchise of lawful us. citizens of this country. That's the story we should be talking about. And I'm prepared to go on any show, anywhere, anytime, and repeat it. Don't try luring me in with sexy talk. <laughs> we know for a fact you have massive numbers of non-citizens registered to vote in this country. Nobody disputes that. Now, if you want to lure me in with sexy talk, that's how you do it. <laughs> oh, hang on. Is that barbed wire around a baseball bat? Why this is this is straying into the realm of ultraviolent? This is straying into into the realm of a dangerous depiction. Is is a fake guy in a in a meme going to uh, bludgeon the real Stephen Miller to death? Any. For a fact, you have massive <laughs> numbers of non-citizens registered to vote in this country. Nobody disputes that. Hell, you're all going to be doing that. We know for a fact you have massive numbers of non-citizens registered. Oh my God, Brooke, Brooke, look, Brooke, 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 look, look, look. It's real. It's real. They've really got Stephen Miller. They've really got Stephen Miller in an insane asylum. Brooke, Brooke, look, Brooke, 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 yeah, Brooke, 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 Brooke. CNN, somebody needs to get onto the New York Times immediately. 
I've just unearthed a two-year-old video where Stephen Miller is being held captive in an insane asylum. Guys, guys, this is serious. This is different. I know this is the YouTube generation. I know this is the meme generation. I know people like to share around all of these little videos and stuff. But this time, this time, this is different. We know for a fact you have massive numbers of non-citizens registered to vote in this country. Nobody disputes that. No, please, no. Look at him. We know for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I think that's pretty funny. Wait. Um, let me stop being a normal person for a moment and let me be a typical member of the CNN audience. <sighs> Got to get into character here. Got to stop being normal. Oh, my God, Brooke, have you seen this? There's a two-year-old clip. I don't want to alarm anybody, but there is a two-year-old clip floating around on the internet that has Stephen Miller's head impaled on a spike. This is dangerous. This is disgusting. This is ultra-violent. and it was played to a bunch of Democrat supporters. This kind of thing can literally kill people. I know there's a lot of videos and a lot of memes floating around out there, but this time it's different. This time it's different. Brian Stelter again, ladies and gentlemen. And stabbing critics and the media. CNN's Brian Stelter's here with more. So serious. This is a disturbing example of the so-called meme wars, these kinds of videos, in this case, pro-Trump videos all over YouTube. This particular video was created more than a year ago, uh, but became very notable last week when it was shown at this right-wing conference in Florida. We know Donald Trump Jr. was there. We know that Sarah Huckabee Sanders was there. They say they didn't see the video, but others did. It is disturbing, as you said. It is something filled with violence. It's a parody of a movie called The Kingsman. Oh, it's filled with violence. It's disturbing, ladies and gentlemen. It's a parody of a TV show called, uh, what the fuck was this game called? Game of Thrones. It's a parody of a TV show called The Game of Thrones. It's 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 disgusting. It's disturbing. It depicts violence. We know for a fact we have massive numbers of non-citizens registered to vote in this country. Nobody disputes that. Cheering. They stood up and cheered. Yay! Woo! 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 Yeah! Absolutely. It's disgusting, ultra-violent depiction. Dangerous, disturbing. Encouraging violence, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, the White House is trying to distance the president from a disturbing video showing a likeness of him violently attacking his political opponents and the news media. It was apparently... Again, it showed a likeness of him attacking his political opponents. Okay, so why aren't the political opponents a likeness? It's just only that Donald Trump is a likeness. The depictions of the media, they're real, folks. That's why it's really, really dangerous and really scary. That's why it's really... Real. Played at a conference at one of the president's Florida resorts. Hallie Jackson has that story. It's a video so violent we can only show a few seconds of it. Uh, President Trump's face superimposed onto a shooter's body inside what's described as the church of fake news. (laughs) Hearing these people describe it is... 
I imagine that this is what a you know an audio visual as a seventy five year old British audio visual professor. This is how they would describe pornography. You know what I mean? Like just take just take all of the depravity out of it and just turn it into something so vanilla and so bland and so boring that nobody ever wants to see it. Well, you see here. Uh, at this particular scene, you'll notice that the camera is 45 degrees down angle. This this affords the cameraman the perfect opportunity to zoom particularly high into the range of the what's called the erogenous zone. You'll see here the man is lightly touching on the protuberance on the chest of the woman. Uh, this is referred to as the nipple or the nip. And you see, by gently flicking the nip, he is indeed enticing her into a sense of faux orgasm. Now, the orgasm is a very interesting beast indeed when we discuss this kind of theater. And just see kids like, uh, what the hell are they talking about again? A likeness of Donald Trump went into something called the Church of Fake News. And it shows a very ultra-violent scene where he is depicted as decapitating his political opponents. <laughs> I'd like him to just say, Trump went in there and messed shit up. Messed him right up. They can't do that. Because this is real news. In a graphic scene, he shoots, stabs, bludgeons, bludgeons. and in one instance... I love a good bludgeoning in a meme, don't you? ...lights on fire depictions of his political opponents, like Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, and news organizations like The Washington Post and NBC News. The Trump campaign says it did not produce the video, which appears to be based off the movie Kingsman. The appears to be based off what? Is that too much of a fucking stretch? They even put the two films side by side. <laughs> What do you mean appears like? There it is. <laughs> it's the same fucking footage, you dolt. <laughs> this this ultra-violent re-reimagining that sees Donald Trump decapitating members of the media appears to be some kind of... It seems to be like it was inspired by a movie called The Kingsman. <laughs> it appears like. See, how can you take these people's word on anything if they can't put two pieces of footage side by side and understand that it's not really a new Donald Trump film? That it's actually all they've done is stick logos on people's heads in the audience instead of making a new film. <laughs> it appears like it's from the Kingsman, but we can't be sure about these things. We would never endorse people go watch such ultra-violent, dangerous stuff like this. We are the new church bums. <laughs> we will decide what is appropriate and what is not. Secret service. The New York Times, which first reported on the video, says it was played at a pro-Trump conference by an outside group. Good point in the chat from Wordsmarter. What happens when you take down graffiti? <laughs> oh, yeah, more graffiti. <laughs> at the president's resort in Miami last week. Both sides of the aisle discussed it. It puts lives at risk. It's not who we are uh, as people. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, Eric, you're not running for president anymore. You don't have to be deliberately stupid to play up to your base. It puts lives at risk. What fucking planet are you on, bro? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Listen to these people. It's like, okay, 
let's show Eric Swalwell a two-minute meme on the internet. Well, this is very dangerous. This puts people's lives at risk. Okay, now, Eric, do the Quran. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Beard of Truth in the chat, all caps. He threatened to nuke us. (laughs) (laughs) This is so dumb. Like I just just when you think they can't get worse, they can't get dumber. They can't they can't get any lower. <laughs> A two minute meme puts lives at risk. <laughs> Coming from Mr. Nuki Boy over here. I will nuke the gun owners, but this meme, that's the fucking problem here. <laughs> that's the dangerous thing that's floating around out there in the world. <laughs> oh, mate, these people are sick. They're sickos. <laughs> oh, fantastic stuff. So there you have it. As predictable as sunrise, ladies and gentlemen, the confected outrage campaign of the year has to be, without a doubt, the dangerous meme, the dangerous, disturbing depictions of violence that literally put people's lives at risk, apparently, according to Eric Swalwell and the good men and women of CNN. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And if you would like to meme me violently, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends at Real Person PLTCS at ChrisMC44 uh, at YCensored underscore and why not Mr. America while you're at it. And and Karen who's in the chat. Give Karen a follow as well. Denver Knight. Um, bad news, I won't be on tomorrow night. I've got things to do and people to see. So there'll be no Daily Boogie tomorrow at 6pm. But if you're some kind of sicko, then I will be on with the starting block early, early, early tomorrow morning your time. And then I'll be back on Thursday night with Chris Mack. I'm going to be on the Chris Mack show on Thursday night at about 6.30, 7 o'clock, something like that. Um, Other than that, if you only listen to this podcast and you only watch this show, then I'll be back on Monday and Sunday night with Trust and Verify. So if I don't see you until then, have a great weekend, guys. Uh, Until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.